We're four teaching friends from across the country who've discovered that if you don't laugh, you cry and lose sight of your why. I'm Rana. I'm Deanne. I'm Tracy. And I'm Kathy. And we teach so hard. You know what's really hard? Knowing which reading activities to cover during the month of March. So Dr. Seuss's birthday is on March 2nd this year. That's always our kickoff for Read Across America. March is reading month. So Friday, March 1st, I'm assuming in your school, wherever you are, will be the big day. But guys, you know, we found out some things about Dr. Seuss recently, and I'm Mm -hmm. not trying to tell you what to do in your classroom, but when there are so many wonderful authors and so many wonderful books out there, it might be politically astute wherever you live to just kind of not do Dr. Seuss for a change. And, Mm -hmm. you know, in the middle grades, you know, which all of us upper elementary middle um, have our experience in, we probably didn't do much Dr. Seuss anyway. So, so I've been, I've been thinking there's a wonderful author, Leo Dillon, Leo and Diane Dillon did Mm -hmm. about 40, 45 books together, husband and wife writing and illustrating team. And the book, when Leo passed away, um, I want to say about six years ago, it might've even been more. Um, they were working on a book called if kids ran the world. And I was just kind of looking into that and noticed that Leo's birthday was March 2nd. Oh, mm-hmm. Perfect. And the wheels started turning. Why not start March's reading month with this wonderful author, African-American man, Books promoted diversity. You've just finished Black History Month. Why not kick off March with Leo? And yeah, so that's that. what I've been writing. Go to the library now. Do it. Do yes. it. <laughs> you know, Kathy had a great. We were talking before we started recording, and Kathy had a great way of saying this. You know that that first Friday is National Read Across America Day. What if you really, instead of doing Dr. Seuss? I love this. Like, Kathy, I love this. Kathy said, why don't you really read across America in terms of of America, all of America? And so, you know, this month, if you were to pick out books that show diversity in characters and diversity in authors, because it's all about having a voice, right? Yes. It wouldn't be so fun to have like a map in your classroom and then you could, you know, plot the books that came from where, or at least where the settings took place or where the authors are from be so fun. Yes. Because America is so diverse, right? Right. Right. Absolutely. And I think sometimes in that display, what would be cool to do is add photographs of the authors. Yes. Go online and look for them because you want to have a rainbow of faces. You want, you've got a rainbow sitting in your classroom. Right? Why wouldn't mm-hmm. you want to have a rainbow of faces so they can see the authors who write? They can see themselves better, see themselves in those authors. 
Yes, reference our podcast on culturally responsive teaching. Yes, that's right. <laughs> episode Number 22, 22, right? Yep, episode 22. 22. Go back. Yeah. 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 Also, uh, National Education Association, NEA.org, mm-hmm. uh, they have a plethora of resources for Read Across America. They have it for week, the month, and the year. And then every month, they actually have a highlighted book on a specific theme. Um, mm. that are usually chapter books. And so like March's book recommendation focuses on f- the theme of finding your voice. And love it. I love, love that. It. Right. And so the book they talk about is Malala's magic pencil uh-huh. by Malala. Is it Yousafzai? Yousafzai? I always butcher yeah. her name, I think. Um, and her book, I, you know, I know, you know, her story, her own personal mm-hmm. story, but this book is actually about how as a, child, she makes a wish for a magic pencil. And she wants her pencil to make everyone happy, to erase the smell of garbage from her city, to Mm -hmm. be able to sleep an extra hour. But then as she grew older, she saw there were more important things and that the world needed fixing, the world that she lived in. And so kind of the whole theme of of the book is how you can use your pencil to work hard every day to make all your dreams come true. Oh, I love it. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's a lovely <clears throat> Sounds book. wonderful. Yes. Love it. I like that. You know, one of my favorite books that I like to, to use in March's Reading Month, it's an oldie but a goodie. Um, and, and I know that there are a lot of um, Patricia Polacco fans um, yes. listening to us, and we are Polacco fans ourselves. Yes. And, you know, any of her books are fabulous to share. And here's why I am a hardcore fan. I mean, she's a, she's a Michigan author, and, and a couple of us are based in Michigan, but when you look at her illustrations, um, there is diversity represented in her characters. Her stories for upper are, for upper elementary are meaty. They're picture books, but boy, are they meaty. There's a lot to talk about in her stories. Yes. They're yes. Fabulous. And so my favorite for March is Reading Month, and it's actually kind of perfect in this day and age, this digital day and age, is Aunt Chip and the Triple Dam Creek Affair. I love that book. I mean, so this town has forgotten about reading. They use books to prop up doors and they use books. They use books for everything, but what they're intended for. And (laughs) they're all camped out in front of their television. And this boy discovers a book and no one knows how to read. And Aunt, Aunt Chip is a librarian who you know, is out of a job because of what's happened in the town. And it's, and her heart is broken. It's yes. broken, yeah. Yes, yes. And because of the children, um, they, they are able to turn things around. And it's, it's fantastic. It's just a fantastic um, message about the importance of reading and um, how we can combat some of the stuff that we are dealing with in a digital age, you know, our lack of... That sounds great. (laughs) You know, speaking, speaking of diversity, um, I read a book called the kin by Peter Dickinson. Mm. It's an adventure. It it takes place about 200,000 years ago in Africa at the dawn of man, where a a group of kids um, have to leave their home and, you know, and survive by themselves. And it takes place um, where there's all these different types of human beings coming to coming into existence. So you're talking about you know diversity. That's really diverse. You would never think so much back then, but it's a great book. Cool. Is that a chapter book or a picture book? It's actually a novel, a type of novel. A novel. Um, there are some pictures in it and stuff, but um, 
And I think, you know, probably fifth grade would probably get into it too, but it's really, really a good book. Mm, Sounds amazing. Yeah. I hope all of you guys are going to list these books in your blog post so that our listeners can go back also. <laughs> I'm writing my, curiously. My brain, is bu- my brain is buzzing with two more right now, and I know we don't have time. It's going in the blog yeah. post. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> and also Mine's episode in the blog five. Post. Yeah. Episode five has all our favorite yes. read-alouds, too. Yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Definitely check them out. So let's talk about how. what are some different ways that schools promote literacy during reading month? I mean, I know teachers are creative people. There's got to be a well of options and ideas out there. So I think we've all we've all seen things like school-wide door decoration contests and where the kids um, uh, well, a lot of times the teachers will decorate their doors um, for books. But one of the things that I like to do with that, because here's my pet peeve about March's Reading Month, and actually this is what my blog post is about, guys. A lot of times I see teachers working harder than the students in March's Reading Month. <laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs> That's a good point. That's an understatement. Because you know what? The teachers are already freaking readers. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. So, you know, these beautiful Pinterest Pinterest doors, you know, that you see in March's reading month, they are, they're gorgeous and I get it. And they have, but they have a different purpose. If the purpose is to, to motivate kids to read, they're pretty, but, you know, research shows that kids are going to attune to and pay attention to what they are involved in. So yes. one of my favorite things to do is when I have to decorate my door for March's Reading Month, if that's what we decide to do as a school, my kids are involved in the design of it. And so it Absolutely. becomes a form of reader response. According mm-hmm. to whatever novel or book or mentor text that we're reading, they're the ones who are designing the, the response. I sit back and I, you know, hands in the air and add my two cents, you know, when when I think they need some guidance. but. Um, I think it's important. If you are working harder than your kids are in March's reading month, you're kind of defeating the purpose. Okay, that's my soul. Yes, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> you're doing it wrong. <laughs> right. And ask ask yourself who your audience is. Is it other teachers on Pinterest? Exactly. Or is it your kids? Mm-hmm. I think that it's just it's really, really, really important. I see all of the glorious gorgeous images on Facebook and Pinterest and and Instagram. They're gorgeous. But you know what? Did they involve kids? Most of them didn't. Yeah. 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 Definitely important to involve kids. Okay. I'm off my soapbox. So what are some other ideas, guys? I like to have uh, kids pick a book that they like, and it can basically be anything, you know, for a book report. And they dress as the book character. Oh, and I they, love book character yeah. day. That's, That's always, always fun. fun. You know, it's so much fun. Yeah, when everybody comes in in a different character and they tell about their mm-hmm. book, it's, it's really a lot of fun. Yes. So, I love it when they come in as a character, and then I have my kids give three clues as to who they oh, are, yes. like part of the plot yeah. of the book or, you know, that's right. Personality yeah. traits. Yeah. And then the kids have to guess. Kind of like a, guess imagine yes. like a This Is Your Life. Right? Yes. And so, oh, that would be so much fun. Oh, my gosh. And put the book character in the hot yes. seat for that. I love it. Yes. Love it. That's a great idea. You guys yeah. can use that. <laughs> at, my, at my school, the teachers went, 
At my school, the teachers went out of their way to see how they could wear the most casual, comfortable clothes <laughs> and still make it look like a book character. Like Maggie's mother from Buggy Maggie, who was a fitness instructor. And so if you wore a sweatsuit, you, you were go. good. <laughs> I love it. Or, you know, or Tracy, I know you did with your class, the, um, didn't you do the Jacqueline Woodson Skype or the video or webinar? It was a free, it was a free, um, it wasn't Skype. It was a free webinar. And so, um, she had it available for upper kids, you know, like fifth through 12th and then fourth through kindergarten. And so you, you registered for which one you wanted and you got the link and you joined at a certain time and you could watch, her talk and you could type in questions and she would, you know, try to answer them as she presented. It was really great. Wow. I think any interaction with authors, like we love having authors come to Mm -hmm. our school and you know, they're they're celebrities to kids. I want to tell you guys, because you know, sometimes I've never, I don't know why I've never, well, no, I have. When I had taught second grade, we wrote to Patricia Polacco. At that time, I was living in Arizona, and my, you know, my second graders were so excited. But this time, um, we read a lot of Avi books. And I put on this website. Yes. Now, this man is over 80 years old. And I found out he lives in this 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 cabin at the top of a mountain in Colorado. His little neighborhood is like the the closest person is five miles away and this is where he and his wife live and they just moved there in their 70s so anyway i digress so his his website says that he answers all letters that it might take a while but he answers them so my kids i used it as as literature response they wrote him a letter and they had it was an assignment they had specific things they needed to make sure they were including in their letter and we were so excited because literally three weeks we had a reply. Oh my goodness. Wow. Do you know if you go to any of the authors' websites, so many yeah. of them do that now. Um, there's a wonderful Michigan author, Jamie Panagopoulos, yes, who writes time yes. travel stories. And she has always been so willing to Skype into your classroom, to use yeah. Google Earth, to show you and locations of even some of Abby, her stories. You can Skype with him. It, you know, I'm sure there's a fee. But uh-huh. the, the point was, was that when I got that, I mean, I was probably as excited as the kids were. It was a form letter oh, yeah. signed by him. But then he, he, at the first paragraph of it, he had, you know, written it according to what we had written to him. So he, so he did read it. He yeah. read it. And um, my kids, oh, Miss Willis, I need a copy of that letter. And so I copied 20-some copies. Oh, they yes. needed their own copy. You know, they were so excited. So I think that's a fabulous way to get kids motivated. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Do you, do, do you guys we, do- we got a letter. Um, we read Betty J. Burney's The Seven oh, Wonders of Sassafras yeah. Springs. I did, did that one every year. And then we did The Seven Wonders of Rainbow City or The Seven Wonders of Farmington yeah. Hills where we lived. And I sent a book of my kids' stories to her. She was so mm-hmm. appreciative. 
and and wrote us a beautiful letter back. So if you decide to use an author this month as a mentor text or whatever, have your kids write letters or send examples of their work. And um, I mean, if it's a living author, I'm sure bre- any breathing author is going to be thrilled with oh, it. Yeah, and write to back know to that you. that their books, you know, reached kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, how awesome is that? Yes. You can also almost kill two birds with one stone because you can teach the kids how to write a letter properly. Yes. <laughs> That's there a pet peeve of mine. <laughs> yep. Not a wasted <laughs> moment. That's Another it. thing that you can do is if the author is deceased, and well, you can do it with living or deceased authors. You know, we teach character theory. We teach kids how to, to theorize about characters based on their actions and words. So one of my favorite things, I do this a lot with Langston Hughes's poems. I ask them to read his poetry and to develop a theory about him. Who was he as a person, right? And then when they develop that theory about him based on his words, about what's important to him and and all of that good stuff, then they write a letter to him about his hurts and his aches and his pains and his life and what they think they know from his his writing. Wow. Talk about higher level thinking. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's that about the text. That. If you're an if you're a Fountas and Pinal person, it's it's that about the text stuff. Thinking like a writer, why would they put that? Do that? Oh yeah, right, right. So lots of lots of ideas. <laughs> we could go oh, on yes. and on, couldn't we? This could be a whole series. <laughs> <laughs> It could like Kathy's bookmaking series. <laughs> Guys, if you That's have not right. checked out Kathy's blog, try and oh her bookmaking series. She did this whole blog, and this would be perfect for your March's reading month. It's stellar. Like yes. I was reading every last blog post, foaming at the mouth, thinking, Why did I think <laughs> of this? And I need to do that, and I need to do this. It was phenomenal. Well, and they're all. I know. Amazing. I was ready to fill out an employment <laughs> form and go back to work. <laughs> so let's talk about this, guys. We want it to be student heavy, not teacher heavy. We've kind of made that point. So, what do you have your students do during reading month? Not what do you do, but what do your students do during during March's reading month? Well, I kind of don't really have something necessarily for March's reading month, but what I do is I have differentiated book reports throughout the year and they'll read different types of books, which I, you know, I'll give them a list, but I don't specifically say you have to read this or that book. Um, but it'll be about a mythology for studying mythology, a fable, uh, historical fiction, science fiction, about a sports person or an artist, um, also about a handicapped person. And they'll write about it in a different way, like a book jacket, uh, they might make posters, do a commercial. Um, one of them, they do a um, skit together with a partner. So they read the same book and they do a skit. Uh, I might do a biography and they could be a talk show host. But I like the idea of um, the one that we said before, this is your life. Mm-hmm. That's perfect for that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, they might, yeah, they might also read a play or they'll do a diorama about a handicapped person um, coming up with how they overcame their handicap. So, you know, I just try all these different types of things and the kids mm-hmm. really enjoy it. And we have a lot of fun. One of my it. favorite things so. um, to do, and actually I'm just starting to wade into this this year, um, 
Well, I'm, I'm past waiting in, let's put it that way. Um, but it's definitely going to be a focus in our March and my March's reading month um, celebrations in class. We, the kids brainstormed a, a list of themes that we've picked up from the different books that we've read so far this year. And then we've done a lot of like circle of viewpoint kinds of stuff. Um, we've done, um, you know, listening to each other talk about those themes and they've created podcasts um, around those themes that they brainstormed and they are podcasting. We're actually, we're, do, we're, we're publishing next week and the following week after. Oh, it's so exciting. Oh, You'll have to send the link to hear You'll those. have to send the yes. links, Tracy, so my kids what's can listen sh- to them. What's shockingly wonderful oh. about it is how the, the types of topics that they went to. You know, they, we had the bullying and someone said social media and friendship. And then someone said diversity. Someone wants to talk about leadership. Um, and these are all things. These were book themes that we've been reading throughout the year. So it's been pretty exciting to hear to hear their thinking. And then it's kind of fun to step in as the teacher and say, tell me more about that, you know, to push their thinking even farther. It's It's been fun. Well, and it's so sophisticated. Yeah. And, and they feel, you know, oh, my goodness, like they, they're going to need to give autographs at the end of this. <laughs> oh, my gosh. A favorite one, real, real low tech at our school uh, was a parade. Think Thanksgiving Day ah. Parade or Disney Parade. And the kid, the kids would make floats and they would bring in wagons. Remember, yeah, like the radio yeah. flyer wagons or little little tykes or whatever. Somebody in every group had one of those and they would build a float oh my about gosh, how that group's favorite book. And yeah. And everybody in the group, and it was, it was amazing. It was an amazing project. And everybody in the group would dress as a character from that book. And then we'd have this huge school-wide parade and they'd go down the hall and wave like they were in the Macy's parade. And, and you know, every, and then we'd all end up in the, in this large group instruction room, you know, with the um, floats all around and the kids could walk from oh, float to float and get a closer idea. look, take pictures. Yeah. It was amazing. So it's almost like a diorama on wheels, and then the characters are walking yes. around. a moving wild. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, uh, exactly. Your school seems to have a lot of parades. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did. We did a Halloween yeah. parade. Um, do you know, it was kind of all in the spirit, though, of giving everybody a voice including everyone. We, we always had um, special ed inclusion and each of those groups, you know, would have somebody from, from the special ed class also. And everybody had a part and everybody really looked like they were involved and and felt involved. And I think a parade will do that because there can be different levels of involvement. Like Kathy, you, you worked with the Girl Scouts on a float, you know, not everybody did did the same amount. Right, right, right. So you know, so kind of, kind of the same thing. I, I love that with this year's theme. We to kind do. Of give everyone um, a voice. I've done something where, I, and this is in my blog post too, about um, doing um, a book of the year. Uh, red carpet event in my classroom. And so we look at all the books that we've read throughout the year, and we revisit them, and we do this huge mind map 
charting connections and our thoughts and, and, you know, we put all the books on this mind map. It takes up like a good chunk of the floor. And then the kids get on the floor and they write their thinking and explore how the books and their themes might be connected. And then they choose one of those books and they have to write a persuasive essay about why that should be be the book of the year. And then they practice reading it, and then the red carpet, I buy a cheap um, red tablecloth from the dollar store, and that's our red carpet. And they come dressed like a red carpet event, and they present their persuasive essays to each other, trying to convince um, their classmates to vote for the book that they've chosen. And then we do the ballot system, and we have the award. Now, does it have to be a Fabulous. book? And does that, it have to be a book that the whole class yeah, has read? Like, are they all reading no, it books? Has to be because you know what? No one's going to vote for a book they haven't read. So oh. it, we do right. all the okay. books we've read throughout. What and what it does is we all the books we've read throughout the entire school year. And the reason we do that is then the kids are revisiting the themes. They're revisiting their thinking. They're stretching their thinking. They're remembering what they learned from that book, and. And they're having to think deeply about one of them to write about it. That's fabulous. And Tracy, if you remember the title of you, I know you wrote a blog post about this, and I was so lucky to participate oh, one year in your book that tasting. That was fun, too. That That's was a phenomenal. great book tasting. Oh, we had a Parisian cafe, and um, it was that was a lot of fun, too. Oh. I want to be in your <laughs> class. <laughs> Yeah, I want to be in any of your classes. You guys are so good. No, you really want to be in my class because you wear your pajamas and you read whenever you want. I love that. I like that. Retired. Retired. (laughs) Yeah, the the parade isn't so good. There's only one person here. given people a lot of different ideas and guys you need to our listeners out there we are so excited about march's reading month i think all of us this is one of our favorite favorite topics i think and we want you to check out our blog posts there are some great resources there for you to check out you know everything that we've talked about is either something that we've created for teachers or it's just an idea and you can check it out and read about it more and, and go tomorrow and start planning to implement it yourself. So be sure that you check out our blog posts in the show notes. Um, this is all we have time for today. So let's go cut to what is our number one idea? What's your favorite idea for celebrating literacy during March's reading month? Well, I love the idea that you guys brought up about making a, a diorama float. I, I just think that would be the cat's meow. I would love to do that. <laughs> yeah. And you know what, what really appealed to me was the shelfie idea. To take, have everybody take a picture of their a bookshelf with their favorite books on it, and then take a picture of the kid. This second part I actually have done, not the first part. But take a picture of the kid reading in a really comfortable place. They can take it at home and bring it in, or pick a corner of your classroom and hang up mm-hmm. the picture of the shelfie and the reader. Very yes. motivating. And that way it shows the whole class are readers. I love that. The shelfie is so fun because I know I, yeah. I put my mm-hmm. shelfie up too. Um, 
You guys have such good ideas. You're taking all of mine. Let's see. (laughs) I also, I also love the, um, having kids write a blog post about using, we use kid blog. So having kids write a blog post, almost like Uh a book review, but then everyone starts to comment on it and knowing that they have an audience makes them, you know, I think a lot more careful with their writing. We talk about using, you know, powerful words and conveying your exact feelings. I think one of mine that I I read about and I've not done, but now I'm like wishing I I need to think about how I can do this. I love the idea of book commercials. And, you know, you put a camera in a kid's hand and have them film a friend giving a book commercial. It reminds me of like the, the old remember the old part of the reading rainbow where he would talk about a book and he'd feature it. Do you remember that? Yes. Kids adore that kind of stuff. And I think that would be a fun thing to explore with kids. Well, guys, we hope that you will join us next week. If you like what you hear, hey, give us a shout out. Give, Give us a comment, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Google play. Um, tell your teacher friends about us and then, uh, be sure to check out those blog posts because we've got goodies for you. We hope that you'll join us next week. We're going to be talking about, okay, I got to say it guys. Us, we hashtag loser teachers are going to be talking about what we wish the public knew about teachers, what we wish the public knew about us. Until next time, be sure to tune in. Thanks for listening. Bye.